welcome back to another episode of the Raving Geeks, the official geek culture podcast of CM Life. I am your host, Steve Tiemann, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Farhan, Jeremy. All right, and we are back for another week, and we're going to get right into, right into the news. We don't have a whole lot, so we'll just jump right into it. Uh, off the back of last week's news of Iron Fist being canceled, Luke Cage has also been canceled. Ooh, this one I'm actually upset about. For some reason, I don't... Some people are like, well, those two are the Heroes for Hire, so they're going to do a Heroes for Hire series. That would be I the most likely scenario that. I could see. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know exactly what this means. So Me I, I, I've heard people say they could do a, a Heroes for Hire season, but it wouldn't make sense to completely cancel those two shows just so you could do Heroes. You can do Heroes for Hire and still have right. Iron Fist and Luke Cage still heroes going. Are dead. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't That That is another theory that they just got snapped. So That's true, yeah. But and it is it is half of them. So that would make it's sense, yeah. Home. I mean, not necessarily, the, not necessarily the half I would want. Like, if I had right. to pick the two defenders to get rid of, it would be Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, just because I think they're the two, like, least interesting ones. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones is already canceled. We can only cancel so many of <laughs> yeah. these characters. Did they cancel hers, too? Yeah, she's not getting renewed, right? I did hear something about that a while ago, but I didn't think it was true. I, I think know. the actor, like, said in an interview, like, yeah, I'm not coming back to it. Something along those lines. I will Google it. Wasn't, that. I don't think it was like formally canceled, but I do think uh, Kristen Redder is the person that plays Jessica Jones yep. was like making comments suggesting that it wasn't going to continue. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, Marvel Netflix shows are in a bit of a state of flux right now. Maybe that'll be another thing that Disney will pick up when they get their Netflix out. Probably, but. Never mind. Jessica Jones renewed for season three. Oh, never mind. Yeah, never mind. But I do remember yeah. that, though. I do remember she was, like, making some weird comments. I was like, what do you mean? Like, is it coming back? Is it not coming yeah, back? Yeah, she literally said in an interview, she's like, I think I'm done. Like, something along those lines. Yeah, like, I remember and that. And then Netflix was like, here's how much. Like, here's <laughs> pay you to do a third season. Like, I'm back. Um, I think this was, I just learned this because Netflix has the rights to, like, Mark Miller's comics and stuff, like Miller World. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. And they're going to start <laughs> cranking those series out on Netflix. Yeah, I heard about that. So, and they have all of the rights to that, so they might be like, we don't have to go to Marvel to get okays for these things when mm-hmm. we and we can use these superheroes and just push them. Yeah. And like some people were saying they couldn't even find advertising for Daredevil mm-hmm. season 3. Like yeah. that cuz season 3 just dropped for that and some people were like I had to actively like search Daredevil. Yeah, no, I it. was very surprised the lack of marketing Daredevil season 3 got. I think mm-hmm. when I was watching football yesterday, I got there was like one advertisement during like the Sunday night game against the Chiefs and the Bengals, but other than that, I've not seen mm-hmm. anything, yeah. which is weird. when Marvel like drops a show on Netflix, you see some stuff for it. Yeah. I outside of like YouTube trailers or like trailers they dropped online, I, I haven't seen like any TV marketing. I've only for it. seen stuff on Twitter yeah. that like Vincent D'Onofrio retweets cuz exactly. he's like, "Hey, I'm the kingpin." And everyone's yeah. like, we love you as Kingpin. So I've only seen it. it Netflix tell me when I go to the Netflix homepage. Like, I didn't even know Daredevil was having a season three mm-hmm. until I saw that. And I'm like, shouldn't there be some sort of advertising for this somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like, it was it was a very mild marketing campaign. Yeah. I was very yeah. surprised by that. Maybe we're going to see like a refresh, a refresh of the Netflix MCU. The NMCU. NMCU. Probably. My, my hope, just because I really like. Um, Luke Cage as a character, the way they have him right now. My hope it was that was that they would continue with Heroes for Hire, just so we can keep Luke Cage, mm-hmm. Iron Fist. I could care less. Yeah, nobody cares. But about Iron like Fist. for at least Luke Cage, I want to see his yeah. storyline continue in some way, shape, or form, even if it's not with his own show. Mm-hmm. I like Luke Cage too. He's good. Um, this I thought was rumor, but Guardians Three might be delayed. No surprise because they're still in. Oh, that's not a rumor. That happened. Uh, uh, well, it, I don't know if it's delayed. Was this but it's like come on, on twenty nineteen. 
Yeah, I think so. It's like on so, hold some in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I don't know if it got delayed I'm for sure that exactly, but James production was put on hold, and Disney told the uh, you know crew and everything that you can go pursue other projects right now. We gotcha. figured wow, this out. That's yeah, so it is on hold. And there I don't was, know if it'll, it might ultimately get delayed because of that, but yeah. I don't think it's officially delayed right now. I think there was some article that was like. 2021, but that was I don't think it would get that was a back lot of far. people were like, no, that's Jets rumors. And yeah, that's super far down so, the road. If it does get pushed yeah. back, I don't see it getting pushed back like too far. No, but it's looking likely like that might happen mm-hmm. right now. And they had, I don't know, like they were they were talking about possibly doing like female directors, but that's a thing that they say for every one of them. Yeah, so they exactly. Have, they might they probably have a list somewhere, but it's kind of a light news week. Um, I have some news I could talk about. Okay, go for it. So. Telltale Games went out of business. Yes. Um, I I, this that. was a few weeks ago. We finally have some more details into why. Basically, within a week, their biggest like um, capital, so like their biggest uh, avenues of income, weren't coming from sales. They were coming from other organizations like Microsoft, who were just giving them money to keep making games. Because mm. since um, The Walking Dead Season 1, they weren't making money through sales. Really? And... The only two titles that did actually make a ton of money through sales were Minecraft Season 1 and Walking Dead Season 1. So all of these companies pulled out like within a week, and the company lost all of their funding and gave 30 people, they gave all of their employees 30 minutes to get out when they finally told them that they were going to be fired with no like days of health insurance and no fair warning, which is illegal. Mm -hmm. Um, by law they needed to give about two months for those things and they needed to give some sort of severance pay they did none of those things so right now Telltale Games is um, undergoing huge lawsuits and things like that Um, that's just a few of the reasons why they went out of business like um, Mm -hmm. their overall structure was really flawed and they were having employees work insane hours on projects that they didn't care about and those projects were having mistake after mistake their marketing was off like Game of Thrones was a huge property, and not a lot of people were told about that. And they had a Guardians of the Galaxy game, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people knew about that. Like, did you play the Guardians of the Galaxy game? I knew it was a thing, but I never played it. Of all people, like, you were the demographic they want to buy yeah. that game, and they just, they I blew it. I walked past it one day in Walmart, and I was like, oh, this is a thing? Like, yeah. I had no idea about it. Yeah, they totally blew it. Um, yeah. So, like, Telltale Games made fantastic projects. Like, have you ever played Wolf Among Us? No, but I've heard it's good. I, that that genre of game has always been like I should get into that, but I never have. If you're gonna play one, I would say play Wolf Among Us because there's only one season and mm. it's pretty self-contained in that one season. Mm. So like Walking Dead, they're on like season six, yeah. and I guess they're ending on season six. But yeah, that's pretty sad. Telltale Games did a lot for gaming, I think, and like they had some really great storytelling that is now dead and gone. Mm. And hopefully, those creators can find somewhere else to go. Um, some of their creators who have left made some of my favorite games. Like they founded one of the old directors founded Camp Santo, Campo Santo, which made um, Home or er, like Home Something, and they also made uh, Firewatch, which is one of my favorite games of okay. all time. So yeah, there was a ton of great talent there, and unfortunately, they they are now out of business and will not be making any more games. There's a lot of like shady stuff going on with like gaming companies. Like, did you yeah. hear? Like, I was with, just going to talk about Red, Red Dead, Dead Redemption. Redemption. Yeah, yes. and like they're working like hundred hour weeks. Mm-hmm. The owner and, bragged about yeah. them working hundred hour like, weeks. What? Yeah. yeah, and supposedly there's now been further clarification to employees. Employees have said that those work uh, things are like voluntary. Like you don't have to. Mm-hmm. But if you're working at an organization and your coworkers are all spending their weekends like. Busting their ass on projects like 
are you just going to go home and be like, yeah, I'm just going to go not help you guys at all. And like taking that hit with like, if people get laid off, you're going to be the first one to go because right. you're not giving you're your not own there person. You're not pulling you're not, weight. Yeah. You're not pulling your weight, even though there's insane <laughs> though, yeah. working requirements. So the gaming industry in general, like these, these issues with overworked employees and like having to rush things through are just like, just a symptom of, I don't know, like, we, we see things come from, like, this system organization, like loot boxes and, like, pay-to-win games and mm-hmm. these games that don't have super big half-lives and are played for weeks, a week or two and then thrown away. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of casualties and, tur- and quick turnover yeah. in the video game industry, and hopefully something changes. It's a weird... Like, video games are, like, a weird entertainment medium because, like, there's people saying, like per hour of gameplay you're paying like the least amount because it's like a sixty dollar mm-hmm. game and you're getting like twenty to forty hours depending on yeah. like a gen- your your generic single player game like a mm-hmm. Spider Man or a Red Dead you have between like twenty and like a hundred hours and you're paying sixty bucks for it. And it's like do you raise game prices? What do you do to like yeah may like make it worthwhile for companies to do mm-hmm. and then you have the pay issues and stuff. So Yeah, gaming is by far the Biggest bang for your buck entertainment wise. Mm-hmm. Like going to a movie with like, if you go with somebody, which is usually how people go to the movies, it's like 20 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. For a two hour movie. For a two hour movie. And if you play a game, you can get like, if it's like Zelda, like hundreds of hours out of this one thing that you paid $60 for. And the compensation instead of raising game prices has been, let's rush out this game and then we'll finish it later with DLC and mm-hmm. with expansion packs and with loot boxes. And that's really tragic. And I, th- I think... As consumers, we need to be willing to pay a little bit more for our games. Mm-hmm. Like, the $60 price tag has been intact since, like, the PS2 days, right? Uh, I remember was it? I remember 50 bucks for, like, Wii games. Yeah, 50 bucks day. for Wii games, and I think that generation from the PS2, Xbox, to the Xbox 360, PS4... It was about 50. Or PS3, was a, it, it raised it to 60. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it went from 50 to, to about 60, and... It'll probably go up with the next gen. I hope, consoles. right? You like, think if they increase the price and they give us these full fledged games that that come that aren't half baked, mm-hmm. like I will gladly pay an extra ten dollars. I'll pay seventy dollars for a game if I don't have to worry about paying for DLC packs mm-hmm. and for expansion packs. Yeah, I think I paid. Well, Spider Man was sixty bucks at the door, and then I paid the twenty five for like the season pass for like the three DLCs. Mm-hmm. I'd pay eighty eighty five bucks for the whole thing if yeah. they were like. Here's the main story plus like another 20, 30 hours of what would be DLC, but it's just mm-hmm. extra story missions after you beat the end. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I, it's so hard because, like, if you're a kid asking for games on Christmas, games go up to 80 bucks. That might be the only time you get to video games. Right. And instead of getting two for some people, like, you get one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it sucks from that perspective. But it also sucks for people who get those games and, like get shitty products mm-hmm. so i think the gaming industry has to undergo a big transformation here with this next console generation which is rumored to be announced in 2019 cool so that'll be a ton of new gaming news when those consoles finally get leaked mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's all i really have for news yes yeah, um, so it's still october and it's still spooky mm-hmm. and you both of you guys have seen a spooky or scary thing so yes. you guys can launch into those because i haven't really on that um well i was lucky enough to see halloween over this past weekend and while i i don't necessarily think it's scary at all mm-hmm. like there was no point in the movie where like i was like to conjuring levels of terrified 
But I will say the film was very effective at making Michael, like Mike, making Michael Myers, even though he's human, like they, they very much established in this film that he's just human. Although some of the things he does seems, I don't want to say superhuman, but no one should be that strong when all you've been doing is standing in an insane asylum for 40 years. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. this man, the, the feats of strength that Michael Myers accomplished in this movie seem a tad superhuman at he's certain points. He's doing Uncle Iroh pull-ups. I'm talking like, there's a, I don't want to say what it is. There's a certain scene towards the end of the movie where like him and Laurie Strode are like, you know, kind of, kind of confront each other. And there's this thing he does where I'm just like, you should not be that strong. Um, but other than that, they made him seem like a force of nature. And they almost made it seem like he doesn't, like he's just pure evil, as in like he's lost all sense of human emotion and he just kills just because mm-hmm. it's his thing. Like he, it is what drives him is to kill people. So in that sense, it made it even more scary to the point because there, there are times in this movie where people will just be just randomly minding about their business. And Michael Myers just coming from behind them and stab him just because it seems like almost just because he felt like it. Mm. Like in that to me is like even more terrifying when the villains just like doesn't even seem to have any parent motivation. He's just doing it just because he feels like it. Like mm-hmm. there's no reasoning with that person. So I thought the film was very effective in that sense. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode, I thought was amazing. She was like acting wise by far the best part of this movie. Not to say the acting was bad, but you know, it's a horror movie. It was just either average to subpar acting in most yeah, scenes. As long but, as it's like better than crap. Yeah. It's better than most of the horror yeah, movies. Yeah, it was better than bad. Like so, certain actors were worse than others, but for the most part, I thought the acting by horror movie standards was okay. okay. But Jamie Lee Curtis was, I thought, like her character, um, you could see just like how much the 19, because this film is basically like a sequel to the 1978 Halloween. They're basically ignoring Halloween 2 and on. Yeah, that's how it was kind of pitched. Yeah, and basically you can, the the big thing of this film is that Laurie Strode has been just traumatized. Like she's in this bunker, this like house that's like secluded from like the rest of society. You have to like, uh, there's like a gate for you to get in. She has to like, there's a camera. She has to look and improve for you to get in. There's like traps all over the place. There's guns everywhere. Like this place is on lockdown and you can see how much that event affected her. And it's really affected her um, relationship with her family because at the beginning of the film, it's established uh, Lori's daughter and her granddaughter. Like, they don't really talk to her. So, and I mean, her granddaughter tries to have a relationship with her, but the mom kind of prevents that from happening. Mm -hmm. So she has a very um, strained relationship with her family because of that incident. And it it was, I thought, a much, um, I thought, I, I wouldn't say it was more of, like, a horror film in the sense that, like, you know, you feel scared through, like, from start to finish. It was more of, like, you're waiting to see Laurie Strode and Michael Myers face off. Yeah, that's like the, like, uh, that's the climax, and you yeah, know that's it's what it's like, It's kind of like, when you go into the film, I was more, I was personally more so expecting to see, like, the Michael Myers show, because, you know, it's Halloween, it's his mm-hmm. return back, but the film, to me, more was more about Laurie Strode and her waiting for Michael to get out just so she could kill him. Hmm. Like, it, it was, it was... Kind of like, I don't want to compare it to Batman versus Superman, but when you're watching Batman vs. Superman, as bad as that movie is, you're waiting for Batman and Superman to fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for Laurie Strode and Michael Myers to meet in this film. There are certain scenes where, like, at the beginning, it's in the trailer where she shoots through the glass and they're, like, looking at each other. That's the, that's the first scene where they're, like, kind of in the same... That's the first scene in the movie where they're, like, face-to-face, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, just the scenes of... When she first sees Michael in person, as she's about to shoot him, you can see like the fear in her face at first. She's just scared that she's seeing him in person yeah, like again. The, is it is that the shot from the trailer? Um, the the shot I'm talking. Well, the shower she shoots to the glass in the trailer, okay. but the shower she first sees Michael in person, I don't believe was in any of the trailers, if I'm remembering correctly. But there's a shot where Michael had just got done killing some people and he's walking out of a house and she sees him and she's like, Razor gonna shoot him. There, you can see like the fear in her face almost. She's seeing this person, that she's seeing Michael in person again. Um, yeah, I 
I personally thought that um, it's one of the best slasher films we've got in a very, very long time because the slasher genre has taken a deep decline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the 2000s. Um, so I, I thought Halloween was a very solid addition to the slasher genre, especially by 2000 standards. I thought it was really good. I, I would caution people, don't go in expecting a full-fledged, just straight-up horror movie that you're going to be scared in. It's more of a conflict type of a film with Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers, and that's kind of what drives the film as opposed to more of the scary. I mean, there are certain scenes that are yeah. you know, tension-filled and kind of scary, but that's not really what drives the film. I was okay. going to say, is it, a, is it a horror movie that me, Mr. Doesn't Like Horror Movies, would go see? Bear in mind, I went and saw It. There are, there are certain it scenes that are a little it? disturbing mm. just because... Michael Myers is a very violent person, so the mm. way he kills certain people, you're like, ah, like, you know, mm. like you feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you should be able to get through it and be okay. Like, I there's, can deal with that. There's no like demonic possession or anything. Like, there's nothing that's like, you know, I, I'll get I can, under your skin, scary. It's just kind of like, ah, yeah. I can deal with that. I'll check it out. Yeah. So, uh, what I watched is literally the scariest media I've ever experienced. Um, it's called A Haunting on Hill House, and it's a ten episode series on Netflix. It's directed by it's created like so directed written um edited by Mike Flanagan who did Hush um Gerald's Game and Oculus if you guys have seen it's those a solid list right there yeah <laughs> this guy this like i it's so hard to explain this like series is one of the greatest horror psychological things i've ever seen hmm. like so basically the story is there are these six siblings and they grow up in this house and not to spoil it, but their house is slowly making them see and experience things that may or it may not be happening. It's shot 100% out of sequence. So you see, like in the first episode, I believe you see like the end, like you see the final result. Mm-hmm. And then the entire series is the setups and relationships and building how that ending impact the first thing you saw and how it's going to impact everything else you've already seen. And I think the ending is incredible, although some people have said it didn't quite fit tonally. Um, it, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It's full of actors that you've already seen before. So, like, her, you might not recognize her name, but I guarantee oh, yeah, you've seen, seen this before. actor that I'm yeah. showing my co-hosts. Her name is Kara Gugio. Um, also, Michael Huntsman, who was in Game of Thrones. Um, oh, yep. I can't remember where I saw her from, but I have seen her. Yeah, before. like her, fa- like her face and the face of Elizabeth, like this this woman on on the left. Like, I've seen these faces everywhere. Like I've seen them in movies before. The and guy in the middle looks familiar too. Yeah, he's not. That's not from this movie. Oh, but I was about to say, is that Patrick Wilson? No, he is not from this movie. But um, like. All the acting performances are done really well, and some of the actors, there are some a lot of child child actors, and their performances are just incredible. So I highly recommend. There, it's an hour an episode, ten episodes take two days, or this weekend would be perfect. Go watch the Haunting of Hill House because, uh, yeah, Haunting of Hill House. It has like a nine nine on Rotten Tomatoes right or a nine oh, wow. on IMDb, um, which for horror like stellar. This is probably one of the most well-produced, well-written, and well-edited and well edited horror, like, IPs that I've ever seen. And as far as I know, it's it's over. Like, this is the only ten episodes that the series will ever have. So there's not going to be another season as far as no. you know? No. Wow. So do the, you think the story, not to spoil it, but do you think the story, like, concluded in a way to where it needed yeah, in the second the, season? The, the, the ending of the story made me happy. It's possible that they do something else within this universe. So... The house is kind of a central part of this, and they could play with the timeline, like 
So they can show you characters who lived in the house before then and characters who might live in the house after, and they can give you more of those stories, and they definitely set that up. As far as details go, uh, if you watch this, you need to constantly be on the lookout for people in the background, for seeing things in the background that nobody else is reacting to, but you can still see. So keep keep a close eye on that stuff. And the theories that you can come up with watching this with your friends and like talking between episode about what we think's happening and what's going to happen and the impacts of what we just saw happening versus what we know is going to happen. Like, like spitballing those things is really fun too. And some of the special effects and the horror shots and the way they use uh, monsters and, and like they bad things are like, some of the coolest, most innovative ways I've ever seen. So I can give you an example. Um, there's a th- a person who's moving, but they don't touch the ground. Instead, they have a cane that does, and that's the only part of them that touches the ground. And the way they move is in such a way, and there's like no sound, and the, the use of music is very sparing, so you really notice when you hear it. Mm. I, I can't say enough good things about this. I I watched this with my girlfriend, like, the first eight episodes and all my roommates. And then the next day when she, she like, texted me at, like, noon, she was like, I watched all of them. I was like, you just finished it, like, without <laughs> me? And she's like, I had to finish it without you. So, yeah. I also, um, I was sleeping in my bed, and I woke up and forgot that my girlfriend was in bed with me. And I turned over, and I saw her face, and I was like, oh, what the f-? And I was like, oh, it's just, it's just my girlfriend. So, like, it literally gave me nightmares watching wow. this show. I, I, I please go watch the haunting of Hill House. You know, Halloween didn't get to me quite that much. <laughs> no, I'm writing I down. I think my editor's writing down the timestamp when I said the f word, so he can bleep it. <laughs> he is doing that. I apologize. But yeah, good stuff. If you guys have any questions about it before you get into it, dude, you will find this incredibly scary. I literally had to look through my eyes. Okay. Like I put my hands in front of my face and looked through the space between my fingers I'm, for some of these shots. I may. Buck up the courage because it's it's Halloween. Halloween's getting closer. You have to, man. I'm just yeah. I'll just send it. Are you sure you're gonna be able to get through that? I don't know. Um, you're gonna need to take breaks. The other Netflix thing that I just saw that came From out ten hour long episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, might, I might just I might do like one or two. But um, <laughs> Hold the Dark just came out, and that's mm-hmm. like kind of it's more like a crime thing, but there were like things in it that look kind of like creepy. It's like it's another Netflix thing. Um, it's kind of related to like what I w- was reading and watching this weekend, but. It's like there's like this guy and he goes into this like wintry town where like a kid just got like taken away by wolves and like the wolves killed him or something. And he's like got to hunt the wolves down. But then it turns into like this town's all messed up and there's like a serial killer and there's like a group of people in like creepy wolf masks and what's going on and people are dying and he's got to solve the mystery. So that looked like creepy and interesting and I'm going to get into called? that. What is this called cuz I'm going to write it down. Uh Hold the Dark. Hold the it's dark. another Netflix special. Okay. And um I guess because I didn't watch anything scary that I could talk about. So I can just kind of get into what I was watching this weekend. Um, I really liked, um, just like for some context, I really liked the movie Sicario by uh, Taylor Sheridan. I think he directed it. And it's like got this like neo-Western feel to it almost. Wait, the first Sicario or the second one? First one. First one was With directed by Denis Villeneuve. Really? Yeah. Maybe he wrote it or something. Because that guy is like... Everything about him, he like, it's like this like neo western trilogy or something. He he's related to Sicario somehow. I'm gonna look it up. But anyway, I watched Wind River, which is another movie that he yes. did. Yes, that's a great movie. Yes, I would absolutely highly recommend that. To be Jer- honest, that movie scared me more than Halloween did. To uh, be totally I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, is this on um, Netflix? Which Wind, Wind River? Wind, Wind River? Wind, yes, River. It it's I'm got sure. Jeremy Renner with. I love Jeremy Renner. The, 
Jurassic Park lever action okay. gun. I'm in. It's um, on the list. He, uh, Taylor Sheridan wrote Sicario. Okay, I was about to say, I knew he was associated with Sicario in some way. I don't yeah. remember if he... So, and then the third one is Hell or High Water, which I really want to watch. But Wind River was great, and it's like dark and it's brutal it is and it's just like very. it just like draws you in and you're like like when like the pieces fall into place you just like before it happens you're just like oh no yeah like oh no yeah at the end of this movie when you see how it all plays out you're like oh my god okay like you I'm lose your faith in humanity yeah you you definitely lose your faith in humanity watching wind river and while i was on that kick i also watched no country for old men which also was like, like and then you watch brokeback mountain <laughs> no, to make yourself not, feel better not yet. <laughs> but um that movie, I didn't, I guess that's, like, that won, like, all the Oscars ever, like, a few years ago. But, like, the ending. I was ending, not a fan. The ending is just, like, so abrupt, and I was yes, like, I agree. that's it? Thank you, someone's with me that's on it? this. Like, okay. it was good, I liked Wait, it. What, go back, what movie are we talking about? No, 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 Okay, I haven't seen this. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm it not a fan. It moved too slow for me yeah. to, for me to maintain. Well, it's the fact that it moves slow, yeah. it's just that I thought certain story, like, for example, Josh Brolin and Javier Bardem. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, the story is about how, basically, Javier Bardem is hunting Josh Brolin's character, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Heads or tails. And you're, like, kind of Watch waiting for this climax to happen, dosh. and then it kind it of just doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know the whole how movie it builds to this climax between them that you, like, it happens, but you see it, it doesn't happen yeah. on screen. And that's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. Well, you mentioned earlier about how, like, Michael is just, like, he just kills people. Yeah. And, like, just people get in the way, and they're dead. Yeah. That is... Javier Bardem's character. He's just, like, killing yeah. everybody. Pretty much. But he just like, kills just to kill, pretty much. You guys much. watch Fargo? No. You Not guys yet. would like Fargo. Because there's a character in the first season who's very much like that. Just kills just to kill? Like, he like he has, like, a moral compass, but his moral compass is totally screwed up. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's like, he wronged you. You should kill him. He's like, I can't kill that guy. He's like, I'll kill him for you. Like, that's the kind of character he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, Fargo is incredible TV. Yeah, but in Javier mm-hmm. Bardem's character's case, it almost seemed counterproductive to kill as many people yeah, like as he he's did. Just, like, he's like, you, your goal is to kill Josh Brolin, right. and you're going out of your way killing all these other people, yeah, and yeah. Josh Brolin's still walking and breathing. He has, like, an objective. He's like, I gotta get the money back. Yeah. But then I'm just gonna, like, just kill random people. On the get, way there. Yeah. I was just like, so I, I need your car. I don't like that. Yeah, no, like, I was, I was, like, just it just seemed out. counterproductive to what his mission was yeah. from to kill that many people. Hmm. Mm. But. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you on the country yeah. for so, man. I was not a fan. So did he kill Josh Brolin? Is that the... Or, I guess. Or did those guys in the truck do it? I don't know. I don't I know, know Josh Brolin's character is dead, and it, it was just, which yeah. is weird, because he's, he's like the protagonist of the yeah. movie, and just, you don't even get to see it on screen. It's just a news report. Oh, yeah, this character died. That sucks. Well, yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, like, that would have been a great climax. Like, I, I wish I could have seen it. Exactly. It's like, it's like directed by the Coen brothers, so there's all this like metaphor. I and it's not the Coen brothers Bardem's anymore. Did it. What? One of the Coen brothers is currently a woman, I believe. That's the Matrix people oh you're right they did it too i'm getting confused i was about to say i I knew the wachowskis did it but yeah i I got confused with the wachowskis i apologize to the cullen brothers (laughs) because they're listening we know they are but what else did i watch i'm gonna tweet this at them oh i also have twitter i doubt it i don't know yeah i liked it but it it was a lot of that like this is a movie that they'd make me watch in like english class Mm -hmm. senior year of high school and like talk about the themes oh yeah that's kind of what it felt like so many dude i got to watch the patriot when i was in sixth grade that's a great movie i love that i love the patriot watch it like it was the best day of class watch it like (laughs) four times going up to isle royal because it was all we had in the car (laughs) my uh it's like a really long drive it's like six hours to the tippy top of michigan it's like well what do we got well we have ghost rider starring nicholas cage and the patriot my uh my old opinion editor who currently writes opinion columns i don't know why i introduced him that way elio on every election night 
he just sits in a room and watches the Patriot. Like, no matter what's happening that's outside, the best, that's the he best just tradition. closes the door, turns the lights off, and watches the Patriot. That's the best tradition of the I know. World. I, think I think I'm, I'm going to steal that I was one. Say, yeah, I'm like, going to start doing that. That sounds way better than watching election results. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? I also watched um, The Death of Superman, that animated DC movie that just came out. Okay. Hmm. It was pretty good. Hmm. Uh, yeah, animated DC has their stuff together. Live action DC on the other the only part of DC lies. that has anything together. Yeah, I was about to say, animated DC has always been putting out good stuff. It's just the live action version that we need to worry about. Mm-hmm. I had, there were things that I was like thinking about it as I was watching it, but I don't remember what they were. <laughs> you gotta write that <laughs> stuff down, man. I guess so, yeah. I mean, I th- it was good. Um, it handled Superman's death better than the attempt at death of Superman in BVS. Yeah. Well, Death. Death. Yeah. In quotes. quotes. Air quotes. Because yeah. the next DC movie is literally Reign of the Superman with like Steel and Cyborg Superman and Superboy and the fourth one, who I always forget. Well, also, the if you're still talking about Batman versus Superman, they use Superman logo in the promotional material. That's true. For Justice League. Mm-hmm. They so, sure did. I totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I was, they definitely did. Like, I guess he's not dead. I was just like, oh. Superman for Justice League confirmed. <laughs> The spirit of they Robo Superman. They, they could have given him a mullet, and they didn't. I they could have given him a cool mustache, but they also didn't do that. Could have yeah. given him a black suit, too. I was going to say so black. Like, just go, like, black suit, mullet, and then just give him, like, he could keep the mustache, but then give him just, like, facial hair. Yeah. Because, like, it probably grew while he was in Did you see that CW Superman is getting the black suit? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. It was, like, when the CW Superman gets a black suit before the, like, DC <laughs> yeah. Superman does. I'm like, yeah. that's a good and point. for some reason, the guy who is the Flash... Is in a Green Arrow costume yeah. and Stephen Mel's in a Flash costume. Dude, I pieced. I was a diligent Green Arrow fan, and then oh, yeah. they brought magic into it, and I was like, I'm done. I can't do it. Like this is a bridge too far. Once you have some guy using magic, it's too slow for me. Yeah. I feel like I'd like the crossovers, like like the crossovers with all of them, where like Supergirl. I didn't watch that far. And Flash and yeah, I don't know. I hated the Flash. I haven't checked out any of the CW DC shows. Well, I take that back. I did watch the first season of Black Lightning, but that's it. Is that, even, is that even connected to any of them? I don't believe... I, I don't know. I think it takes place in the same universe, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, when I was at their panel at Motor City Comic Con, they, I think, if I remember it correctly, said it was in the same universe. But Cress Williams, the guy that plays Black Lightning, kind of made it clear that he doesn't think there's going to be any crossover anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So he did... I don't say he hinted at Static Shock, but someone asked him about Static Shock, and he said it's not out of the realm of possibility. So I he was like, like keep I'm your doing eyes filled. I like Static Shock. Yeah, I like Who him doesn't too. like that's Static a, that's Shock? A good, that's a good nostalgic memory. Yeah. That was back, like, when, back when Cartoon Network was That good. show <laughs> and Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond was so good. Mm. It was like super dark, gritty Batman. Did you ever watch Batman Beyond? I, I did watch some of it, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love Batman Beyond. That's probably the only other like live action Batman not named Bruce Wayne that I would want to see. Like if you were going to make a Batman movie about a Batman that was not like but, but not make it about Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. you know, that would be outside of a Nightwing movie or Robin movie, which I don't want to see. I, I don't, don't want to see, see Batman either. Beyond. I'm telling you. I want to see Joseph Gordon Levin as Robin. Is that what you're gonna say? No, I'm saying Michael Keaton as old Bruce Wayne yeah. and do Batman Beyond. I've said it before. <laughs> that would be really cool. Or Wait, I mean just Ben say- Affleck's already kinda old, just give him more gray hair and Yeah, but Michael Keaton though. Why doesn't Joseph Gordon-Levitt play Superman? Superman? Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Superman. Mm. He, I don't... Eh. He's not jacked enough yet. He's not yeah. jacked. Yeah, yeah. As I say, he's really get him skinny. On some, get him on some steroids. <laughs> He'd be a good Nightwing if, they they if, this plan. if Nolan would have just sent it and be like, yeah, we're doing a universe. This is, he's going to be Nightwing. Nolan would have done that. They really that. set him up Nolan to play him. Robin but, yeah. in that last Dark Knight movie. And then since he's all grown up, just make him a Nightwing. That would have been cool. 
would have been, but it's Chris Nolan. We're DC hired. I don't, it's I don't Chris see Nolan. that happen. Any of us, both of us, all of us. Hey, yep. We'd fix it. Yep. Maybe. Easy. One night. <laughs> <laughs> what did Donald Trump say? He's like, only I can fix. <laughs> only we can fix DC. Only we can make DC great again yep. by hiring three nerds who go to Central. Ma- Mog. Might actually work. Mog. Hashtag M A G G A. We'll get it. Yeah. Uh, you guys got anything else? Uh, no, no, other than go see Halloween because it is very good. Yeah. And uh, while you're taking a, after you get back from the theater, go watch Haunting on Hill House. Happy Halloween. Yeah, best acted slasher film of the 2000s. I'm willing to say that. Oh wow! Cool. Yes, I want to. I actually want to see it. It. So. I. I do think you'll be able to get through it just fine. They're gonna be. I, I'm thinking of the scenes in my head. They're gonna be scenes that bother you. The bathroom scene is gonna bother you. See, I like, already know. Gore isn't as bad for me just because I'm like like desensitized. It's not even just gore. It's, it's just, just like the, the, just messed up. It's just like the. It's just this man is relentless. Like it. Right. I, I've never seen a you slash. Can't be stopped. It, it feels like that. It honestly feels like he's just relentless. Like it doesn't. He will kill any and everything that walks in his path. Is like, that because he just really wants to kill Jamie Lee Curtis? Because he didn't kill her. In that the is established one? in the film okay. that the doctor, the doctor who's like you know his doctor while he's in the psych ward, does say at some point. He says it, it. They were having. He was having a conversation with somebody. He says it feels like Michael just kills just to kill. And the doctor says, "Well, it might be that um, his will to kill Laurie Schroeder is what keeps him going. That's okay. his main motivation. Mm-hmm. So it could be that. But I mean, some of the kills he did in this movie, where this is in the trailer, so it's not They're a spoiler. A gratuitous. Yeah, but it's like this is just random lady just minding uh, her own business. Oh, she has, yeah. she has he, nothing to do with Laurie. He Schroeder, just stomps on a dog, and he just grabs a hammer and just. Bludgeoned oh, no. her to death in her own yeah. house for no reason. She had she was doing nothing. Like she was not in his way. He he literally went out of his way to go get her. Actually, like you know what I'm saying. Like he was there's confused. A, there's another scene like that too. Actually, where there's another woman that he enters her house and she was doing. She has nothing to do with Lori Schroes. She's just minding her own business and he just goes in there and kills her kills. just because. Yeah, there were scenes like that and I'm just like, well, what's your motivation? Are you just killing just because you feel like it for funsies? At least some of the other kills I understood because they were people who were either associated with Lori Strode or associated with like the granddaughter. Like, because mm-hmm. a lot of the granddaughter's friends are people he goes after. Okay. So, which isn't really a spoiler, because some of that's also in the trailer. But, like, that made sense. But some of the other scenes where he's just bludgeoning him with the hammer just because, I don't know, he just saw her. Saw her. Yeah, yeah. she'll do. It was, yeah, it was scenes like that where I was just like, wow, you just don't care. Mm. Well, also, if you want a palate cleanser after you watch those two things, <laughs> I watched the, the, I'm keeping up with The Good Place this season, and it's good, and it's funny, and it's, like, wholesome, and um, they're they're dealing with, like, the one guy has like an existential crisis and just like the way he goes about it is hilarious because he's like a philosophy professor and he's like finds out that like he's there's like a hell and everything and he's like he's in his class and he's like okay well there was this way of thinking where if you're a good person but by doing good things that makes you a good person and then Mm -hmm. there's this and then there's this but this is the meaning of life it's just nihilism and he just like walks around and he's like I have this pot of chili I'm gonna put peeps in it you know why because nothing matters and just he just like goes down this like spiral and it's really funny and the guy acts it really well and it's fun and it's not scary so it's not scary give that a watch this is a good place I have I have trouble getting into shows when I don't know where the ending is Mm -hmm. like I don't want to invest like into watching five seasons of a show only to like have the last two seasons suck yeah, we're gonna have fair. to like get canceled unexpectedly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. So like I've been I've been looking back. Can you guys recommend any like old shows? Like people old have told me I need shows. to watch Cheers. I've never watched that. I've been criticized on many occasions for having never seen Breaking Bad. 
I, so, I've tried to watch Breaking I Bad. I guess I would recommend that. I've I'm never also seen it. Been so I've been criticized. I've Breaking but... Bad. It's good, but it, it, it's slow in yeah. the first like, season that's, or two. That's what um, killed me. Seen Dexter? Have you seen that? No, I okay, I'll add that to my list. The the last like two seasons, people say it falls off. I got through it, I was into it. Okay. But that's a subjective thing. Um what else? Right now I've just been rewatching Seinfeld. Yeah, I was gonna say, because when you were like when you said cheers, I was like sitcoms, because like I've never watched Friends. I, me neither. I've I, seen like a bit of that 70s show. The only time I can watch Friends is when I'm not sober. Mm. I can't even watch Friends just at all. I, I, I just don't I find it. I hated Friends until I Got not sober and like played with a cat and watched Friends in the background. Well, I find cats like, creepy. That's not gonna work funny. for me all the way around. Oh. <laughs> um, we don't uh, need to spend the rest yeah, of the podcast no. talking about this. this. Is just a I appreciate of... your recommendations though. Yeah. Dexter is good and it's like it's it goes with the, it goes with the vibe because he's a serial killer who kills serial killers for good though. And it's like I don't know. It's maybe it's not as deep as I thought it was when I was in high school. But it's like <laughs> what is good and what is evil. We always what, thought everything was too deep yeah. in high school. But yeah, so okay. that that should do it for the sake of avoiding us spinning our wheels yep. for any longer. I had a great time this podcast, guys. Me too. I'm gonna go watch Halloween. Let me know. You should if, you? I think you might actually just let let me know how, what you think of it. Okay. I'm actually curious to see what your opinion is. I think right. you'll like it. If you guys want to watch Hill House, I want to do an episode where we discuss like theories and a full on spoiler. I will one. dip my toe in the spooky pool <laughs> that is. I'm gonna dive right into it. I recommend watching it with a partner. Like, if okay. your girlfriend wants to watch it, I recommend having somebody there to be like, "I'm gonna close my eyes. You tell me what happens." Because <laughs> I definitely did that. And I, had, there was one part uh, where my roommate was so scared he was like on the couch shaking, like, like literally. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was so scary. He like slumped down and was just shaking at what was happening. It was inc- it was. Beautifully directed and beautifully horrible. Emphasis on dipping my toe into yeah. this show. I'm Have a partner, like, man. Curl up with a blanket. Give it like a half hour. No, Maybe I'm, I'm jumping off the plank and I'm diving yeah. right into yeah, it. Yeah, do it, dude. Yeah. Get a dark room late at night, mm-hmm. stormy night. Yeah, no, I'm that crazy person. <laughs> I will do it. Yeah, that's what we did. We're like all the lights off. <laughs> I'll do it, <laughs> do it at one in the morning too. Yeah, yep, volume all it. the way up. Yep. Mm-hmm. See, yep. me and Jamie are on the same page. Oh yeah. If yep. you guys, if people out there watch uh, watch this movie and want to talk about it. Yeah, you can tweet at me at Jeremy Augusta, J-E-R-E-M-Y-A-G-O-S-T-A, because I would love to hear other people's theories and talk about this, this show with I've you heard guys. really good things about it. Yeah. So, yeah, that should do it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, at Raving Geeks. Find us basically everywhere where you can find podcasts, all of your apps for all of your phones that they should work, and at cm-life.com under podcasts. And we have some other podcasts. You do a political yes, podcast. Uh, in It Together, about politics, social issues, stuff like that. Um, last episode, we ranked all of the academic colleges on a, on a line graph of most liberal to most conservative. So if you'd like to hear where your academic college falls on that line, go ahead and check it out. I'm interested because I'm in poli-sci, so that might, mm-hmm. like, I would like to think, well, it's probably on the more liberal side, but I've run into, like, my inter- one of my, several of my international relations professors have been, like, not, not, I'll give you a hint. Not it's, full right. It's not all the way on either side. Like okay. it's 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 between the most liberal and the most conservative. Okay, because I ran so. into more like libertarian yeah. type profs and stuff. So that's interesting. I'll give mm-hmm. that a listen. And uh, moving pictures and all the other good stuff on there. So yeah, check them out. Until next week. See you later.